Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Monday, April the 20th, 2020. It's all hell, the chief day. Happy 420, people. It's an all-new edition of the John Cash Show podcast. It's also the Stay Your Ass at Home edition of the John Cash Show podcast. In case you've been living under a rock for the past month, absolutely all hell has been breaking loose with bitch-ass COVID-19 aka the coronavirus. I just want to firstly apologize for leaving you guys without new content for so long. It's been about a month. And that's because um, myself, I was fighting the coronavirus. I was originally scheduled to record some episodes of the show on March 29th, but the studio was closed due to um, the orders of the governor of the state of New York. Um, I know we have some uh, international listeners. Um, I know we have all over uh, the country um, some listeners in Texas, um, Tennessee, uh, California, uh, of course, the New York metropolitan tri-state area. So just some of you guys, um, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with everybody who has dealt with this or is dealing with this, um, who has lost somebody um, from this nasty um, virus. And um, of course, Florida, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> y'all on beaches, like, I, I, I don't get it. But anyway, so this will be um, how this show will be broadcasted for the foreseeable future. I'm broadcasting from home. It is literally 1.04 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on April, 20, uh, April 20th, 2020. So um, I just wanted to throw this episode up there in case somebody might be going through the coronavirus or you know, might know somebody that's going through the coronavirus. These are some of the symptoms to look out for. These are some of the remedies that I did in order for me to get better. Um, and just, you know, hopefully this this um, is serves as inspiration and also guidance. Uh, so the, let me first say, the views and opinions expressed by myself are solely of myself and do not necessarily necessarily blah, see corona that's the beautiful thing i'm going to just blame everything on corona do not necessarily reflect those of <laughs> the john cash show sponsor and or affiliates listeners discretion is highly highly advised so as i stated before this episode is about my bout with the coronavirus, aka bitch ass COVID nineteen. This is not a joke. Um, I would just like to first off start by saying that this experience was one of the um, scariest, anxiety inducing, um, worrisome moments in my life, and I'm not overselling it when. This virus has the capability of tricking you in so many ways because originally I thought I had ate something that didn't agree with my system back on March 18th when I went to um, Chipotle for lunch. I got this the sofrito bowl 
Um, and I also got the queso de blanco. That was my first time trying it. And then later on that that evening, I felt like kind of weird. I felt um, off. I felt like I had a fever. Um, I couldn't confirm it because I couldn't get access to the thermometer. I know um, I have a thermometer somewhere around here in this house, and I'll probably find the son of a bitch in June when I'm looking for something else. But um, I digress. Um, I just lay down and went to sleep. I, no, I actually did what every millennial does. I Googled my symptoms and it said uh, food poisoning. So I said, oh, okay, I might have a little slight case of food poison, but I didn't have diarrhea. Um, I just had like uh, abdominal discomfort and um, I felt like I had a fever. So um, I went to sleep. I got some rest. I got up the next day. I was like, you know what? I haven't had diarrhea. I haven't had a shit or anything like that. But let me keep my ass at home because I would hate to be the sick passenger on the train. There's nothing worse than having an hour and 15 minute commute and the, the fear of shitting yourself. And, you know, you're nowhere near home and you can't wash your ass and you can't change your clothes. So I stayed at home, nothing happened. The next day I woke up, which was Friday the 20th of March. And I was able to, I felt off, but I was still able to do stuff. I like, I was still able to do my three sets of push-ups, my three sets of squats and crunches, you know, my ab work and my plank. So, and I took a shower and I got dressed. I went to work, I got to work and I was pretty like, I wasn't okay, but I was, you know, I was manageable. Then around 10 o'clock that morning, I started feeling really, really lousy. And I went downstairs to the store. I grabbed a Dayquil, two packs of Dayquil, and a Gatorade, a fruit punch Gatorade, and a bottle of water. Now as I'm sitting back and looking on it, well, two weeks ago when I was sitting back and looking at it, when I took the the pill, I drank the Gatorade. The Gatorade tasted weird. It tasted very weird. It, it felt like it didn't have a taste. It wanted to have a taste, but it didn't have a taste. And then I t- uh, drank the water right behind it, and the water also tasted weird. And I know I didn't get it from a tap. I got it from, you know, I bought it from the store. It was um, Poland Spring. So both of them tasted weird. And then I, you know, started not to have an appetite, but I forced myself to get something to eat. So I went to go get some soup um, at a restaurant near my job. And the chicken noodle soup, it tasted like oil to me. And it was just like odd, but I didn't, you know, I didn't think anything of it at the time because I'm looking for, okay. So just to backtrack a little bit, the main symptoms that everybody was reporting with the coronavirus when it first happened was dry cough, fever, persistent fever, and shortness of breath. I didn't have shortness of breath, knock on wood, thank God. I had um, a cough, but it wasn't dry. It was it produced a little phlegm, and I had like a, a fever. But like I said, I couldn't tell how high the fever was because I didn't have a thermometer. So everybody at work is like, John, you look like the walking dead. Like oh, now I'm like, oh, fucking great. Thanks. 
You know, you're just boosting my damn self-esteem. <laughs> what you say, they say you look like the walking dead. You look terrible. You, you're not yourself. Is everything okay? And I'm like, I'm okay. Like, cause I'm, I'm thinking that people are trying to put the coronavirus on me because like, they're trying to be like, oh, you got the coronavirus. And I'm like, no, I, you know, I don't have the coronavirus. So I get home and get home because we're able to leave early from work at this point because we're not seeing clients face to face and i work for a medical facility you know full disclosure i get home about like four o'clock four fifteen. i literally go to sleep that night that friday night at six o'clock six o'clock in the morning i mean six o'clock in the evening i wake up at like one or two and I have such a sore throat. It's like one of the worst sore throats I've ever had, if you know, if not the worst sore throat I've ever had. Now, normally when I do this show, I tape episodes back to back to back. I normally take like tape anywhere from three to four episodes consecutively. Now I know what like a horse feeling, a dry throat feeling, an itchy throat feeling. This felt like somebody literally had thumbtacks and and glass in my throat. So I took oregano oil because I'm not big on taking like medicine. I'm not big on taking pills. So I took oregano oil, which I normally do whenever I have a sore throat. And I laid back down. I went to sleep. I woke up about eight or nine o'clock in the morning. I still had a sore throat. As the day progressed, it progressed. It progressed into a cough. The sore throat progressed into the cough. Sorry for the stumbling. Um, like I said, it is one twelve in the morning. So, <laughs> and I'm literally trying to get um, this content out to you guys because um, it's been a month. So as the day goes on and it's progressing into a cough, I start feeling a fever again. I take um, Theraflu. Now, Theraflu, um, the liquid, if anybody knows, you know, it's pretty pretty good when it's dealing with fevers and coughs and colds. So I take um, the daytime Theraflu and the fever subsides for a little bit, but it comes back. So then that night, I take the nighttime Theraflu, um, and then I go to sleep. I, I think it's just like a bad cold, because like I said, no shortness of breath, no dry cough, but just a fever. So that Sunday, I wake up at 1.42 a.m., and this was the moment where I really thought that I was on my way out of here. And full disclosure, um, I cried. I cried at this point. Um, I went to the bathroom and I, you know, used the bathroom. I came out of the bathroom and, you know, my mother was up and she was like, what's the matter? And I said, I don't even know. Um, I know something's not right. And all I could do was just go into the bed. That was my next moment. Just go into my bed lay down and I cried. 
Um, I had to ask God to please keep me here for my nieces. And for those of you who, who you know, have heard the show before, you'll hear me talk about my nieces. I have three nieces. One is 17. She's graduating um, high school this year. Unfortunately, she won't have a prom or graduation. Uh, that's what it's looking like up here in New York City. I have another one that just turned 12 last month, March. And I have another one that turned five recently in January. And all I did was pray. And all I could do was pray and cry and plead and ask God to keep me here so I'll be able to see them grow up and be able to fend for themselves and be able to raise their own families and raise their own children. It was at that moment, about well, it was around that moment, that I felt a shift. And 10 minutes later, I felt the feeling of death actually go away from me. So, you know, when people say that prayer doesn't work, that's, that's a farce. Prayer does work. So I still had the fever, but I didn't have this like feeling like I'm on this way. I'm on my way out of here. So Monday comes, I'm able to, you know, move around a little bit. I go to the um, the fruit stand, not too far from uh, my house. And I go get some lemon, some lime, because I'm reading on Google, you know, immune system boosters and all types of stuff, stuff that'll knock you, knock a virus out in less than 24 hours and stuff like that. And I take the lemon, I mean, I get lemon and lime and ginger and garlic, and I bring it back home. My mother makes this tea, which you guys um, should make if you happen to encounter this virus, or hell, even as a um, maintenance system. Um, you can boil lemon and lime, cinnamon sticks, ginger, cloves of garlic, three cloves of garlic, and cayenne pepper. All of those immune system boosters. The garlic is antiviral. Lemon is antiviral. Um, cinnamon is antiviral and antibacterial. And um, the garlic is also antibacterial and antifungal. And ginger is an antifungal too. So all of those working together, in addition to eating soup, and in addition to drinking water and drinking um, orange juice, it's very, very important that you are hydrated. It's very, very important that you um, get a lot of vitamin C. It's, a, it's very important for you to boost your immune system when you're, before you're fighting this, but especially when you're fighting the coronavirus. So now we're back. Now we're at um, March the 23rd, which is the Monday. So I'm trying to call my employer because we have an employee health department. Can't get through. Can't get through a call all day. I called my supervisor. Is this the right number that you gave to me? I text her. Is this the right number that you gave to me? She said yes. So I call again, no answer. I call again the next day, no answer. I had to call like three times and then I finally called another number and I got through to so, so somebody. And they switched me over to the COVID hotline, which had me have more anxiety. So 
now I'm on the, and if you hear something in the background, there's a train. I lived like around the corner from the elevator train station. So now <laughs> I call and I speak to one of the nurses and I tell them, hey, you know, really hard to get in contact with. I'm like, um, you know, but anyway, I'm not here to bust your chops. I just wanted to give you my, you know, my symptoms. So that way you could let me know what my next steps are. So I told them that um, I had a, a cough, but it was producing phlegm. I had a fever, won't go away. Um, they asked me if I had any loss of taste and smell. Now, remember, at, towards the beginning of the podcast, I told you I had to recall that I could not taste the Gatorade. I could not taste the water. I could not taste the soup. Also, <laughs> throughout this point, I could not taste the soup that was being made at home. I literally would would make sure that there would be enough pepper for me to taste it. And I couldn't even taste it. I couldn't even smell it. It didn't dawn on me until I had that conversation with the nurse on what was going on. So I said, you know what? As a matter of fact, you're right. I have not um, been able to smell. I have not been able to taste. And it was at this point that she said to me, that it sounds like you have symptoms consistent with um, people who have the coronavirus. And that moment, I started to cry because I'm with my mother. My mother's basically my roommate, and she's in that risk factor. She has diabetes, and she also is a woman of a certain age. And all I could think about was potentially bringing something in this household that could hurt her or worse. I felt bad. I felt guilty. I felt like, you know, I I did the worst thing in the world. I shouldn't have went to work. I should not have been around. I should not have been uh, uh, around those people. I should not have been on mass transit, I should have kept my ass at home, then I wouldn't be dealing with this. And, you know, but then I would be dealing on the flip side and probably wouldn't have a job to go to. Um, But that's another day for another time. Um, So she asked me, what's my temperature readings? I tell her, you know, I don't have a thermometer handy. So she said, well, I can't put you as a priority for testing until I get a temperature reading. So I'm like, okay, I'm like wiping it. At this point, I'm wiping the tears off, you know, my out of my eyes and off my face. And I go and, you know, I get dressed and then I walk around the neighborhood. It's about 10 pharmacies and 10, you know, 10 stores cumulatively. Um you know, uh, that could possibly sell a thermometer in my neighborhood. And I literally went to all 10, including Walgreens and Rite Aid and other mom and pop pharmacies and thrift stores, not thrift stores, um, Dollar Tree stores and stuff. And nobody had any, absolutely not, no, no thermometers, no Lysol, no gloves, no um, hell, it's some uh, 
pharmacies didn't even have peroxide. Um, no Tylenol. It was just like a nightmare. And I could not do anything but go on Facebook and just vent. That's all I could do was vent because at this point I was very, I was very, um, uh, I don't even know, helpless for lack of a better word. So I put it on Facebook and four minutes later, my cousin from Tennessee, from Chattanooga, Tennessee, calls me. She's crying. She's and like, this is increasing my anxiety. She's like, cuz, are you okay? up there and I said um I don't even know I I'm trying I'm trying to get a thermometer I cannot get a thermometer I've been to 10 different pharmacies and stores nobody has anything she said well if I get up and I um go to the pharmacy and I get you a thermometer can I ship it to you so I said yeah I mean if you can if you have any luck I'd appreciate it and she said that's what she would do. So then about 15 minutes later, one of my friends um, texted me and said, what's going on? And, um, you know, I told her that because um, one of our mutual friends on Facebook let her know that, you know, I'd posted what I posted. And she, knowing me, says, no, John really needs it. He don't post his personal business like that. And. She texted me and she said, what's going on? And I told her what was going on. And she told me that she would have um, her boyfriend uh, come and drop off a thermometer, uh, which happens to also be my friend, um, to me. So then he reaches out to me. He asks me what my address is. I give him my address. He comes like within like an hour and he's coming from New Jersey. I live in Brooklyn, New York. And, you know, he brought me a box of gloves and he brought me a thermometer and I was able to take my temperature. Now, this is um, March the 24th. This is like 451. I had no idea what my temperature was. I know it was pretty high. But like I said, I don't know what it was. So I finally took my temperature. It was 102. It was 102 even. And I was like, oh shit, this is this could be high. This could, <laughs> like I'm trying to get this down. So I go and take the medicine and stuff, and then I drink the tea and stuff, and then I take my temperature. It was like like 100.9 afterwards. So it was going down. So later that night, um, you know, I take some more medicine. I take my temperatures down to like a hundred even. I wake up in the next morning and I call my job again to let them know, hey, I have my temperature reading. Can I get a test? So I give the temperature reading to the nurse and she says, well, you're still not considered a priority because your test, your, your, um, your temperature is not above 103. I'm like, great. Like, so when will I get tested? We can't, we don't know when you would get tested. That's, that's unknown at this point. That's pretty much what she told me. So all of the people that were saying, oh, go get tested. They wasn't testing people who were 
quote unquote mild. They were testing people who were damn near dead and they were testing people that was admitted into the hospital at one point. I called three different um, urgent care centers and I called um, uh, Kingsbrook, which is a hospital in Brooklyn, one of the best hospitals in Brooklyn. I called them. All of them pretty much said, stay your ass at home. Um, I called uh, the New York State COVID hotline. They said I didn't meet the criteria because I didn't travel outside of the country. And I kind of, and, and I didn't kind of, I cursed the lady out because how the fuck are you going to ask me a question? Like, have you been in any contact with people who have been outside the country in the past two weeks? Bitch, I live in New York fucking city. What the fuck you talking about? Like, that makes no fucking sense to ask some fucking question like that. And I said it just like that. And she started laughing. She was like, I know, I know. And I said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to lash out at you like that. But that shit doesn't make any fucking sense. So, um, so anyway, I keep self-treating um, with the tea. Like I said, with the lemon, the lime, the ginger, the, um, oh yeah, and honey, um, garlic, and the um, cayenne pepper and cinnamon keep on self-medicating with that, drink that twice a day. I'm drinking vitamin C. I'm drinking, uh, I mean, orange juice, sorry. I'm drinking um, water. I'm trying to stay hydrated. I finally felt the fever break on Wednesday night, but it went back up around Thursday evening. Um, and it went, kept, like fluctuating all the way until like um, Saturday morning when I no longer had the fever. Um, even then, after the fever broke on the uh, the twenty eighth of um, March, I still didn't have an appetite. I was still feeling weak. I was still feeling. Um, you know, weak in my legs. I was still feeling like lightheaded. I was still, I still had no appetite. Um, it was just a whole host of stuff. So I, I would say, because I, I didn't get my appetite until last Saturday, which it would be what the 11th, April 11th. Um, or hell, even April 12th or maybe April 13th. I know I didn't get my appetite until this past week. Um, I was eating pretty much soup and cereal. Um, that's all I could eat. I would have a plate of solid food and, um, oh yeah, and wings from Wingstop. But I would have a plate of solid food, take two bites, and that would be it. I couldn't eat. I couldn't really sleep. Um, my sleep pattern was off. I was going to sleep at six, seven, eight o'clock at night, waking up at two in the morning, one in the morning, three in the morning, and I'm up, up. Um, now anybody that knows me know I'm normally up anyway at like three o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning, but I damn sure don't go to sleep at six, seven, eight. That's, that's for motherfuckers that watch Murder, She Wrote and they, oh, I'm not old. I'm 34 years old. I ain't old. Um, so, (laughs) um, but yeah, so it's very important for you to take care of yourself, especially in this time and age, a day and age, and also turn off the TV. I can't even stress that enough. When I turned off the TV, 
Um, I turned, well, not turned off the TV, but I turned it off from the news and I watched HBO and I watched Stars and I watched um, uh, Showtime. And, you know, instead of looking at CNN and watching the, 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 the latest death toll and all this other stuff, which will cause you anxiety subconsciously or consciously, I looked at HBO. I was watching Bridesmaids and Shaft and Bohemian Rhapsody and Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 and watching Netflix and um, watching that damn Tiger King show. And that we'll talk about that in a future episode. Um, you know, watching uh, Too Hot to Handle, which came out this past Friday. We'll talk about that, too, in another episode. Um, it, it just keeping your mind occupied instead of constantly feeding into the the press conferences, the briefings, the stimulus, the testing, and everything is is an overload. Um, the death toll, and this country had this many deaths, and this city had this many deaths. Like, you know, I can't stress enough. When I turned off that fucking TV, that's what, while I turned it off from that, that's what made me feel better because I felt like my spirits were being uplifted. I felt like um, I wanted to laugh. I wanted to do something besides like cry and worry and be scared um, and not know what's going to happen next. So I say that all the same. Um, uh, I didn't get tested until April the 2nd. Um, and didn't, uh, did I not mention at the beginning of this, I work for a medical facility. If I didn't, then shame on me. I work for a medical facility. It alerted them of my symptoms on March 24th and didn't get any, um, testing until April the 2nd. And then I found out that I am indeed, um, positive with the coronavirus, um, on Sunday, April the 5th. So that was the timeline. It was a rough timeline. Um, and like I said, uh, you know, you guys uh, could reach out to me um, if you want to talk more. My email address is iamjohncash at gmail.com or Facebook at, um, you know, John Cash, J-O-H-N-C-A-S-H or um, Instagram at the John Cash Show, T H E J O H N C A S H S H O W, and also um, Twitter. I have definitely discovered Twitter on this quarantine. <laughs> Thank you for Freak Twitter and Black Twitter. It's also wonderful, wonderful entertainment. So, um, you know, needless to say, I'm feeling a hell of a lot better. I'm able to actually sit up and and actually um, record content. I really, really, really wanted to um, for the past week and a half, but I really didn't have like the energy. Like I would be talking for like five minutes, and then I would have to stop, and I would have to lay down. That, that's how much this sapped me of the energy and that's how much it could sap you um you know um if you're unfortunately stricken with this um horrible horrible um virus so um you know 
this was just um, a little edition of the John Cash Show podcast discussing my bout with COVID-19, a.k.a. the coronavirus, a.k.a. the Rona, a.k.a. Miss Rona, um, whatever you want to call this uh, pandemic. And, um, you know, as I always like to say, stay away from negative people because more than likely they have negative bank accounts. It's your boy, John Cash, and I will talk to you on the flip side.